Kiara was 26 years old when she went missing on October the 2nd, 2018. Kiara Coles had just started a great job, moved into a new apartment, bought herself a new car, and was preparing for the arrival of her first child. At only 26, she had her whole life ahead of her. Until one night, she went out and simply never returned. Years later, her family is still holding out hope that Kiara is alive and will return home so they can meet their grandbaby. But the years keep adding on, and the only person who was with Kiara the night she went missing is not helping to find her. I'm your host, Michael, and this is Strange and Unexplained. Okay, so let's start with the night of the incident. It was the night of October 2nd, 2018. Kiera is seen on a neighbor's security camera leaving her apartment in South Chicago, getting in her car and driving to a nearby 24-hour Walgreens. This was around 10.45. And when she leaves her apartment, she's not alone. Her on-again, off-again boyfriend of six years, a man named Josh Simmons, was seen leaving in the vehicle with her. Kiara enters the Walgreens and goes straight to the ATM without speaking to anyone. She's inside the store for three minutes and then exits out the door she entered. She appears to be wearing leggings with tennis shoes, a long sleeve dark colored jacket, and a dark hat. Less than an hour later, her car is seen in another area of the city, and Simmons exits from the passenger side of the vehicle, but no one exits from the driver's side. The next morning, Simmons is seen parking her vehicle half a block from her apartment building and then entering the building. Minutes later, he exits with unknown items and leaves in his own vehicle, which had been observed parked on the street all night. Both Kiera and Josh Simmons both worked for the United States Postal Service. Kiera had worked as a temp or seasonal for three years and kept working in hopes of securing a full-time spot, which she finally did. Now Kiera had taken scheduled vacation days from work on the 1st and 2nd of October. She had planned to take care of some appointments regarding her pregnancy. And though she had just started the USPS job, it was a little unusual for her to call out sick on the 3rd of October to extend her little hiatus. All day on the 3rd, Kiera's mother, Karen Phillips, tries to call her, but is unsuccessful. Karen calls Kiera's sister, and together they attempt to get a hold of Kiera. But, once again, to no avail. They thought maybe she just wanted some alone time, or had stepped away without her phone for a while. Though Karen spoke with Kiera daily, she decided to not worry and would give her a call in the morning. However, on the 4th of October, the family was still unable to get a hold of Kiera or locate her. So Karen decides to call the police and have them go to her apartment and check on her. At the same time, Kiera's sister is attempting to get in touch with Josh Simmons, but he's hard to get a hold of, as you could imagine, and she finally does, but all he has to say is that he hasn't seen Kiera. When police arrived at Kiera's apartment, they're forced to remove the apartment door after there is no response from inside, and her car is found parked just outside with her purse and phone in it. When they enter the apartment, Kiera is nowhere to be found. Police canvass the area and find several videos which they believe to be their missing person. There was a video captured on the 3rd 
which shows a woman in USPS uniform walking in the area of the apartment building and in the direction of Kiera's car. The woman matches the physical description of Kiera. The media immediately runs the video, claiming it's Kiera on the morning of the 3rd headed for work. However, it's innately obvious that there are a few things wrong with this video. For one, the woman in the video does not enter Kiera's car and leave for work, as Kiera would have. Instead, she continues to walk down the street right past the car. Also, why would Kiera be heading into work if she had just called out? Karen Phillips, her mother, contacted the Chicago PD to alert them that they had made a mistake, and their response was rather unexpected. They claimed that they knew that it was not Kiera in the video. The video that they had shown had been one of another woman who lived down the street from Kiera and worked as a letter carrier for the Postal Service. She was heading to the bus stop on her way to work. The police claimed that they had purposefully allowed the media to run the video in hopes that a certain person might know where she was and slip up and make a mistake, you know, since he thought the police were looking in the wrong direction. This person, of course, being Josh Simmons, who is believed to be the Chicago PD's person of interest at this time. Oh, and since his side chick got pregnant at the same time as Kiera and he moved out of state with her after the disappearance, that also looks a little suspicious. Yep, it seemed that Kiera and Josh's relationship was a bit complicated. In the past, Josh Simmons had fathered children with at least two other women. However, Kiera was still excited about her pregnancy and was determined to carry on with it no matter what. On the day she went missing, after having lunch with friends, she went to a prenatal appointment after which she called her mother excitedly and was already shopping for baby items. Now, Josh Simmons was questioned by police and he gave varying statements, though he claims he has nothing to do with her going missing. He has since relocated from Chicago with his other baby mama and the children that they have together. And that's basically what we're left with at this time. So, here's a few questions that we have right off the bat. Question number one, are we sure that Kiera called in sick? When the family reached out to the postal service, the person who took the call when Kiera called in sick said that they were certain that it was her on the phone, but there's no way to positively know. Question number two, why was the door removed during the well check? Her car was found containing her purse and phone, but her keys and wallet have never been recovered. So how did Josh get into the apartment on the third? And where was that key the day they needed to get in? And question number three, why in the world spread false video? Many have attacked the Chicago PD's handling of the case from the beginning. Since the wrong information was reported, people who could have been in the area to spot her may not have been looking. Did the Chicago Police Department cost the Coles family with this mistake? That is yet to be determined. Now, the family is still doing all they can, and that includes Kiera's dad, Joseph Coles. In order to be close and to help with the search, he quit his job and moved from his home in Wisconsin to live in a van outside her apartment. He is active and vocal in the community and has done his own searches of abandoned buildings in the area. He and Karen both say that they will continue to search until Kiera and her baby have been found. Kiera is a black female, five foot four, weighing about 125 pounds. She has a heart tattoo on her left hand and the phrase Lucky Libra 
on her back. She was last seen in Chicago at the Walgreens at 8628 South Cottage Grove Avenue. If you have any information regarding Kiara Coles, please contact the Chicago Police Department at 312-747-5789 or the United States Postal Inspection Service at 877-876-2455. Now there is a reward of $45,000 at this time offered for information regarding her whereabouts. This is a recent and ongoing case, so there are sure to be updates in the future, and we will do our best to bring any new developments to your attention. But for now, that's all we know about the disappearance of Kiara Coles. I need help from anybody out there that may be watching this to help bring Kiara home. You know, her family and friends miss her. We all want her home safe. Anything you may know, whether you think it's nothing, it, it could be something. If you know something, please say something. I'm begging you as a mother to have to wake up through a reoccurring nightmare every day wondering where my child is. Is she safe? Is she hungry? Is she cold? Did she have her baby? Is he or she okay? We just want Kiara brought home safe. So if it's anybody out there with a heart and you could feel what I'm saying and you know something, can you please call in and give anything that you may know, even if you think it's nothing. It could be something. You could be the one that helped bring Kiara home. All right, guys. As I said before, that's all we know so far, um, factually, in regards to the disappearance of Kiara Coles. Uh, that was her mother that you just heard, obviously. And uh, she is speaking for Kiara's entire family. Um, Kristen, my wife, is with me in this after show. And, Hi. you know, we, <laughs> this case, it, it's not a lot of, not a lot of guesswork, mm -hmm. right? But a lot of police work to be done. Yes. We pretty much know who's responsible for this. Right. right. I mean, at least that's our opinion, right? It's got uh, to be Josh. Obvious. It's got to be Josh. If if he didn't do it, he, <laughs> knows, it, Josh. he knows something. Yeah, and yeah, that's the for thing. sure. Yeah. He's and if he didn't do it, he contracted it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and then. It's just a little, like, you don't just move out of state with your pregnant girlfriend after your girlfriend goes missing. Like, right. Like, that's not innocent, I, don't know, I feel like. Yeah. And then, like we talked about with the questions, uh, at the end of the at the end of the main part of the episode, where we talked about how, you know, on the third, mm -hmm. Josh is seen leaving the apartment later that day, mm -hmm. and then it's locked. He and left the apartment yep. with things from the apartment, so we know he went in there. Yep. And then the very next morning, the police can't get in. They have to remove the door. They have from to remove the, the door. Hinges. Yeah. They and remove it from the hinges to get in. Right. And Josh is there. Yeah, Josh, Josh is there. And Kira's. Um, basic stepdad at the time is yeah. there in the hallway waiting while the door's being removed and he but apparently he, he don't know where the key is yeah he like, don't know where the key is he got what amnesia. happened to the key josh he, he lost it where's the keys and what else was missing her phone <laughs> her, her phone has never been found and her wallet yeah. has never been found wait no her phone was found her keys and her wallet were never found oh, okay because she did take her wallet to go to walgreens right 
yeah. that makes sense. That does make perfect yeah. sense. But she, her phone and her purse was still in the car when they found the car mm-hmm. the next morning. So, so what would be, in your opinion, what would be Josh's motive? Why? why <laughs> I think it's pretty her? clear what Josh's motive is. He's got too many babies, baby mamas. The dude already has, at this point in time, the dude has three baby mamas, three different ones. Okay. And how many kids do you think? Yes. Well, he has with Kiara. This is his first one, right? Okay, and this was her first baby. Um, factually, I'm not sure. Okay. Because, it, but he's got a, he's got at least three kids counting Kiara's. On yeah, the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Because he has at least two different baby mamas right. other than her. And you know we know and, how that works. So he's paying child support. Yep. And even working at the post office. Yes. That's still a big chunk of change. Yep. My man keeps having kids. His check going to come and back that's negative. that's what I'm saying. Now he's got three <laughs> different women yeah. to pay child support to if yeah. Kiara goes on to have her baby. Now, he apparent, supposedly is still with the other girlfriend, baby mama that uh-huh. he was with and left So with the cops know the where time. he is? I believe they do. Yeah, but uh, they don't. They just don't have because anything the concrete. Because the cops and the FBI are working on this case currently. And um, I think the problem is just, you know, it's Southside Chicago we got to have our ducks in a row before we go pick this guy up and try to prosecute him or mm-hmm. risk losing the case. You know, it's one right. of those situations. Like, we know he did it. Cops know he, they did it. They know he did it. Like, it's so fucking blatant and obvious. It's like a, uh, it's like fucking, what's that other? Yeah. Like, Susan Powell, like, we know her oh, husband killed her. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's obvious, but it's it's collecting evidence at this time. We don't have a body. Right. That's a problem. Like, I'm not sure. Sh- I should have looked it up, but I know in all states, if you don't have a body, you know, some states, if you don't have a body, you can't, you can't uh, charge murder anyway. Regardless of what, Regardless, what yeah. of circumstantial yeah. evidence. I mean, they could be gone for 50 years and you still can't charge them if you don't have wow. a body. But Jeez. I'm not sure about Illinois. So like people in power did that because they want to get rid exactly of people. Right. Huh? But if that's the case, you know, I mean, if they try to go arrest him and they, they take him to court and... They don't have the correct evidence. People don't realize he'll get off and he'll get away with it. Yeah. So what they're trying to do now is trying to build a case with no like with no physical evidence. Mm-hmm. They have her car, and I believe there were a couple photos in her crime uh, photos that showed like spots of blood in the car. Yeah. That I believe they've analyzed and done all this stuff for, but still, like, pr- you still need proof. Where is she? Like. It's hard to prosecute so, somebody for murder without a body. Right, right. You know, so that's what's making this so difficult. Where is she? But there were spots of blood found in the car as well? They were very small. They're, they're crime scene photos. Uh-huh. Um, and they're in all the videos. And in a couple of those videos, people have pointed out, I mean, in those photos, people have pointed out that there's like, some of them have blood splatter in the photos. And yeah. the police aren't saying that they, you know, that they're doing anything, but it's clear. It's like, yeah. but there's blood in the photos, like. Yeah. So we know something happened, and they are saying, and they, they're just, I guess they're just trying to be cautious. Yeah, absolutely. This is still <laughs> somewhat fresh, right? Yeah. 2018. Yeah. I mean, it's three years old, four years old. Because we know this. We, mm. I mean, we don't know, but we're. Heavily suspicious that he did it. So, yeah. I think if he didn't do it, he had, like I say, he had it contracted. Yeah, he maybe knows he what had, happened. Maybe he has connections to people who can get rid of people. Just the fact that yeah. you're you're not helping and you you just you're you're pretending nothing happened. Right. And that's your baby. 
Yeah. Like, oh my God, like, that's infuriating. People are like, whoa, it's his girlfriend. I'm like, not. it's not just his girl. That's his baby. Yeah. His baby is gone now, and he don't give a fuck. Apparently not. And that's not a red flag. Yeah, I know, like, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, this got some Chris Watts vibes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that's our two cents on it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we believe the writing's on the wall. It's only a matter of time, I think. Yep, I hope Before so. they find something. Um, but if they don't. That's rough. That's yeah. rough. He'll have to pay for it sooner or later. That shit comes back around. Oh, yeah. You I mean, do you shit have like kids. You not pay for it. You have kids. You don't think yeah. your kids are going to find it? There's an episode about you now. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Under True Crime, guys. Let's hope you're, none of your kids become True Crime fans and find out, woof, dad's got some dark shit in his past. And then yeah. you can pay for it that way. That's right. That's right. That's a dark, like I said, that's a dark secret. Your kid went missing and you don't give a fuck. No doubt. That's a dark secret, whether you did it or not. I agree. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Let's check in with Lauren. Let's see what he thinks. Let's see if by some miracle he came up with something different (laughs) in this week's Lauren Synopsis. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren Synopsis. Breaking down the case like... Breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren Synopsis. Breaking down the case like... Breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren Synopsis. Breaking down the case like... Break it down the case like cardboard boxes. What's up, people? Lauren here. Here to get my thoughts on this week's Strange and Unexplained. The disappearance of 26-year-old Kira Coles from Chicago, Chatham, who in October of 2018 went missing. And there's some suspicious things about that day that she went missing. She was also three months pregnant which makes it all that much worse and had a bright future ahead of her. She was a, you know, a very uh, ambitious is the way that her mother described her, but a very outgoing and fun person um, loved to do makeup for herself and others and take pictures constantly, lots of selfies and um, uh, worked her way into a position at the United States postal office. Um, She was determined to work for the postal office and just kept showing up and eventually got a job and was basically anything she wanted was there for the taking for her. She had that type of personality. However, on this day in October of 2018, October 2nd, she was seen on surveillance footage, um, leaving her home with a man who has been, you know, basically described as a person of interest by the Chicago police, then, uh, driving away in, in her car with this man um, in the passenger seat, um, she then is seen in surveillance at a store using an ATM for three minutes and then is seen, uh, her car is seen being parked at another location and the man gets out of the passenger seat and she does not get out of the driver's seat. Then the next morning, the man is seen driving her car to her home, getting out, going into her home, taking some things and then driving away in his car. And now the police four years later or nearly four years later are appealing to the public for help. And to me, I'm just like, what do you need help with? You know, who did it? It's clear that this person of interest, quote unquote, is the person who killed her. In my opinion, like what is your explanation for this? You were with her on the day and in her car. And then she's in the car with you. And then you're seen getting out of the car and she's not getting it. She's never seen getting out of the car. And you're driving her car around for what reason? I just don't understand how this person was able to talk their way out of this or how there was no 
evidence that they were able to collect that proved his guilt as to what he did. It seems to me as though he killed Kira that night and then took her car back, took some things, whatever, cleaned up her car, whatever. Maybe the actual murder was not done in the car itself, but I don't know. You, you got to full, put the full court press on this individual and I don't know what the public's supposed to tell you. You're not, you're not putting out information about this person's name, um, which seems to me like would be the smart thing to do. Put this person on blast and say, if you know, if you know anything about this person, you know, we need more information about them. They are a strong person of interest. Why are you concealing this person's identity? Um, doesn't seem as though it was the boyfriend, um, who, you know, had impregnated Kara. It's this unknown male identity, you know, this, this unknown male entity that was with her on the day that she disappeared, driving her vehicle, you know, after she had been driving it, it's, it's, it's just clear that this is the person. And I don't understand wh- why you need help from the public for that when you, when you won't put out this person's identity. Um, that, that's just my thoughts on the little bit of studying that I've done on this case. Maybe there's some things that I'm missing. Um, but it just doesn't make any sense to me that they're asking for help when it seems like clearly that, you know, who did this, you just need to, you know, build a case around it. You need to pressure this person. You need to, you need, you should have been immediately getting warrants, search warrants for this person's home. You have more than enough probable cause. There's gotta be some piece of evidence linking this person to the murder of Kara Coles. Cause I just don't, I don't buy that. She's still alive. Sadly, I hope that somehow she is. But I, I actually think this person of interest, quote unquote, killed her um, on that night. And, you know, for whatever reason, the police are not uh, releasing the name of this person and they haven't built enough of a case to, um, you know, basically put charges on them and take it to trial. So we'll see how this thing plays out. I hope somehow she's still out there and still alive, but she doesn't seem like the type of person to run off. So if she is still alive, the alternative is that she was put into some sort of um, sex trafficking, which is not a great alternative either. Um, but I, I hope something comes out about this case and I hope the police release the name of this person of interest and let this case progress. And hopefully this person feels the pressure, uh, of everyone seeing them out there and, and comes clean. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts. I hope you guys enjoyed it and I'll see you next week. Yeah, Lauren, we all hope this uh, quote-unquote person of interest <laughs> Josh Smith, comes clean, you know? I mean, I'm just glad we're not putting his ID out there, right? Just throwing... Listen, guys, it's all over the internet. It's public knowledge. Uh, you know, Lauren chose not to, to put his name out there because it's not confirmed, but it is confirmed that he was the last seen with her. It is confirmed that he got into her apartment after she had gone missing. It is confirmed that he drove her car back to her apartment without her. So there is a, like Lauren said, there's so much circumstantial evidence around this case. Like, is that not enough for at least a search warrant? Maybe they've already searched him and they found nothing. I don't know. But guys, we're definitely going to keep our ear to the ground on this case. And we'll let you know if we find out any new developments whatsoever. As always, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for supporting the show, for sharing the show in any way, shape, or form. If you can, please leave a review, whether it's on Apple um, Apple Podcast or Spotify. You can rate your podcast now on Spotify. That helps out the show a lot as well. All right, you can also find us on social media, at S&U Podcast on Instagram and uh, Twitter 
And there's also Strange and Unexplained on Facebook as well. And True Crime Guys, at True Crime Guys. You can follow all those social media pages as well to stay up to date on everything in True Crime Guys productions. All right, you can also check the link right below the description of this episode, the True Crime Guys link tree, and you can get access to our YouTube channel um, as well as our Patreon. That is where we put every audio file and video file we ever make on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get access to everything we make under the True Crime Guys umbrella, which is a show nearly every other day. All right? So, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks again, and uh, we'll see you next week, right, for a new Strange and Unexplained case. Until next time, be strange. Just don't be strangers. check out all the other programs on the TCG network. Every Wednesday, a new episode of True Crime Guys proper, Strange and Unexplained on Mondays, and Full House Fantasy Football on Fridays to start your weekend. And if those aren't enough, head on over to our Patreon account, where you can have access to hundreds of hours of content, including older episodes and other Patreon exclusives like Strange Shorts, Sandu Stories, Higher Thoughts, and the 5-Minute Murder Show. But until next time, guys, keep creeping. How do you, how do you shut this thing off? Over? Get my shot out, boy.